Welcome to R&R, Relationships in Real Estate. I'm your host, Chris Silva, and this is my beautiful wife, Corey Silva. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here on R&R. Chris and I are the owners of Silva Realty, Silva Lending, and Silva Property Management, and we've been in the real estate and mortgage industry since the early 2000s. We're super excited to have you all here with us today. Thank you so much for always showing your support. We have an exciting show for you today. It's been a busy week, a lot to talk about, and Chris and I are joined by two amazing guests. That's right. Please (laughs) join us in welcoming our good friends, clients, and all-around lovely people, Margot and Raphael. Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? Oh, we're super excited to have you all here with us today. It's going to be a fun show. So um, thank you all so much uh, for joining us. You're going to have a good time with Raph and Margot today. And for our listeners who don't know who you are um, and don't know you as well as we do, please tell us a little bit about yourselves. Well, I'm Margot. I'm a friend of yours. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a homemaker. Mm-hmm. And I have two kids with Raph. <laughs> I'm the third kid, by the way. He's the third kid. The third yes, kid. <laughs> I can see that. He's the eldest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm uh, the better half of Margot, Margot Yao. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm Rafferty Yao. So I'm, uh, for short, people call me Raf, and we know Chris and Corey through uh, different avenues of one is jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, I really got to know both of you guys, and especially Chris, intimately on the jujitsu mat. Oh, intimately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We like swap this. sweat. Yeah. You guys like to roll around. <laughs> yeah, together. we know, Margo, we know we've made it when we're on uh, R&R with the CNC. Right. Chris and Corey. <laughs> Chris and Corey on R&R. But uh, Margo and I are actually, she says she's a homemaker, but she is the backbone of what makes up of the household and our business. So awesome. without her, it's nothing. Uh, and short, really short, um, we, we own multiple businesses. My first business is in healthcare for the last 14 years, but... Recently, we found a passion in financial services. Uh, we are the owners of uh, Pinnacle Solution Partners, which is also an, under an umbrella of an IMO, mm-hmm. uh, Independent Marketing Organization under Freedom Equity Group, which we love that company. So awesome! Uh, we found a good alignment there and we found our home. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. We'll get a little bit more into your business yeah. and how you may be able to help some of our viewers sure. and our listeners. Yeah. And we will also be talking to you guys too very soon about what we can do with our finances. So welcome to the first week of June, everyone. Another month down. Who is ready for summer? When is the kids' last day of school? Do you know? You don't know. Next Friday. Next Friday. Next Friday. Seven-day seven countdown. Oh, wow. my goodness. <laughs> Our kids are counting down the days. I think the teachers in their classrooms are more excited about it and have it down to like a minute as yeah. to when they're going to be walking out of that classroom. They're ready. They are all ready. So who else is ready to have your kids home all day? What Not about me. you? <laughs> I need a break. No. You need a break? No, we're always on the go. Yes. yes. We're, we never get a break. No. No. As, par- as parents. That's you, right. You never stop, even when the kids are older. Yes. I know. I yeah. think that's when we probably end up worrying even more. Because right. then they're going to be driving, and then you have to be worried about where they are, and mm-hmm. once they make it back home, and slow they're going to be eating so much more. Slow down. We're not even at the. I know right we have now. to slow down, but I'm here with the car, dude. So like, <laughs> I have to like keep up. <laughs> so speaking of kids, you two have two boys, a six-year-old and a twelve-year-old. How do you balance video game time? It's hard, especially um, you want them to do other activities. Well. Most like right now, there's in, they're in so much activities that there's only 
a lot of time for other things right. like for 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 their video games they they try to sneak in that time so right. i i try to give them like as much time as they can mm-hmm. but also focus on the other important stuff so you said they have a lot of activities what exactly do they do both boys are in jiu jitsu and basketball mm-hmm. so it's an alternative alternative on the days oh my goodness so you're running and going every yes. single day yes is and it? Do they ever get a break? Is there a day in the week that they I have? I think off? on Wednesdays because that's a short day for school, mm-hmm. and I have like two hours, like just to do anything that mm-hmm. I I can for myself, but not really. Maybe on a Friday, it's a slow day, but not really. <laughs> yeah, there's no breaks. There's no, no breaks because <laughs> by the time you get home, you have to think of what you're gonna have to prepare for dinner, mm-hmm. and then. Prepare for the next day. Yes, it's nonstop. But yes. you do such an amazing job. Thank at you so it. much. She does an amazing job. Yes. Like, I don't even know how, how how the stuff will work without her. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we, we, Raph and I have talked several times about how lucky we are to have married the women that we married, mm-hmm. and how there's no way we can be able to do what we do in business mm-hmm. without right. having our wives be like he said earlier the backbone of both the, the household and the business, right. right? So we're lucky guys. Well, thank you for the compliment. We right. appreciate thank that. <laughs> right. So we were talking about video <laughs> games and how um, they can balance all the video games with their two sons. And uh, Santino just asked for Minecraft. And when he asked me, I just thought like, oh, what is Minecraft? I just hear that word and it, I don't know, like, sirens go off like, uh oh, he's getting into the video game realm. Now what? And I guess it's notorious for kids being on it several mm-hmm. hours. Do your right. kids play it? Yeah, they do. Um, you just got to monitor it. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Minecraft, it's kind of cool because you get to be creative. Mm-hmm. You get to build things. Um, you just have to monitor it, you know, um, make it a reward for them. Yes. Uh, what annoys me is, uh, and Margo, is they watch Minecraft on YouTube, somebody else playing it, and they start imitating the way that that person is. Oh, like it drives me nuts. <laughs> it drives me nuts. Like you don't, I don't understand like that gener our, our kids' generation why they can't just play a game, why they have to watch somebody else play a game, and that's enjoyable to them. It's like a cheat code, though. So we, you know, <laughs> yeah, back when right. we were young, mm-hmm. in that was the eighties, time ago. I, we used to have to get like a magazines, mm-hmm. right. a video game magazine to learn the cheat codes on a game right. so you could figure out like the in Zelda, like where to find the special bush or whatever. Right. I don't know. I, not to get, we're not going to talk that, that kind of show about the special bush. <laughs> but what I meant wow. is. That's where his mind went. <laughs> hey, unless you're three amigos looking for that talking bush. <laughs> Three Jeez. amigos. Now we're really dating ourselves, right? <laughs> yes. But nowadays, that's what YouTube is, right? It's it's the kids can go on there and see, find out all the tricks, right? Right. And, and see what they're doing. And uh, Santino started early too because he re- during the the lockdown he got into Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. and he wanted to watch somebody on YouTube play Pokemon Go so he could learn whatever you're right. gonna learn, right? And we don't know anything about Pokemon Go at the time, so we we're like, all right. But then you start hearing the way they talk because mm-hmm. we have to have it loud enough that we can hear it. Right. Yeah. And you hear a couple curse words and we're like, ah, done. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. So we cut it off a long time ago. But yeah, thank you for letting me know because we have to monitor it when he gets to Minecraft. The other thing I'm a little skeptical about is there's an option where you can play with other players or point. you could just play with your friends that you know. Right. 
And that's where I want to draw the line. Like you can only play with your friends from school. Right. Not like open to the internet. And that's what kind of scares me is them having access to something like that. Margo and I will always listen. And we, when we start hearing either Dylan mm-hmm. or before AJ, I'm like, who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, once in a while, AJ is playing by himself and he's just talking to himself and he's oh. mimicking the YouTuber. Like how they do that. Oh, okay. But once in a while, I'm like, and you, you'll hear a Dylan. Yeah. Now he knows how to use the voice text. Yes. Instead of texting, he uses voice text. And he'll say certain information. I'm like, who are you talking to? Don't give up our, our house information <laughs> or how many brothers you have or whatever, this, right. this, and that. And that's where you got to monitor it. Yes. Um, we but do, there he, is an option to, there is, to there not is. do it at all. But right? at the same time, it's inevitable, Corey. Yeah. They're going to go to friend's house. They're going to be playing this. We don't have game consoles, but they're going to get exposed to game consoles. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so we do hear the cuss words and everything. And I'll talk to AJ. I'm like, hey, you know what those words are, right? And he goes, yeah. He goes, but you know not to use them. As long as… You, eventually, they're going to end up using right. it. Too, right? You just have to like educate them and let just, them know. These uh, are the safety things you need to be worried about. Like um, the word stupid. Mm-hmm. Right? You could describe something as stupid, but if you are d- calling somebody directly right. that, I go, there's a different tone of doing that. Right, right. Right. I go, learn how, words are very powerful. Mm-hmm. Like in jujitsu, words are very powerful, but you just have to learn how to use it correctly. Mm-hmm. You could describe something, but if you're doing it to like hurt somebody, hurt somebody feelings, and everything, yeah. that, it's a that's, different story. Yeah. No, no. You know, you don't see mom and dad do that to each other. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, concerning kids, uh, I just want to switch it up to another uh, controversial topic that just came up. I don't know if you all have heard about it, but there's a big Disney controversy going around the internet. The first is concerning a male cast member in a dress and makeup working at Bippity Boppity Boutique at Disneyland. And um, I'm just curious your thoughts on it. Is this inclusive? Should he have at least shaved for this part? I, I'm now, not when you say shave, do you mean like face or, or legs? legs? See, Chris, you and I thought of the same thing, <laughs> right? Even if they're in a, in a dress, you won't see the legs. So I don't think there's a need to I shave don't... the legs That's if they're true. wearing a dress. But then the the face, since they're made up, it would look weird if they mm. had facial hair. Well, we have video, so then you could see what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, let's check it out. I don't oh, know. Oh, boy. Oh I know. Yeah, I'm gonna have a lot to say. Let's, let's I, check I it knew out. Chris would have a lot to say about this. So my name's Nick. I'm one of Paragon Miller's apprentices. I'm here to shop you around and make all your selections for the day. I, oh, that's I, it. I don't know. This video, I'm a little bit more taken back that the fact that that dress is two hundred fifty dollars. That's what like, I saw. Too. That's why I'm like two hundred fifty dollars for that dress. Just go to Walmart. Let's go to Santi Alley <laughs> for that. <dude>. I mean, <laughs> right. So number one. What's up with the stupid mustache, right? Babe. <laughs> just like, but you I got a mustache. Using, I was using the word stupid. I had it. We were talking about stupid earlier. No, um, maybe it's maybe it's that month, right? What's the month that everybody has right, a mustache? Right, right. No, that's no. November. That's November. That's not oh, till okay, November. So. I don't really care if he has a mustache or not. I don't really don't care if he's dressed up in a dress. I think it's great that they're inclusive because I'm sure there are some little boys that may want to go put a dress on. And so why not feel that, make them feel welcome? Uh, maybe. Well, here's the first thing. Did you see that guy's makeup? Can we play that again? <laughs> no, oh, would yeah. you let that guy put your makeup on? No, yeah. no, you know what it is? That was terrible, right? You ever seen that scene from uh, Homer Simpson when he said, I invented the makeup gun and it's a shotgun and he shoots it and it goes to the ceiling and it looks like Meg's makeup or, no. or Marge's makeup. Oh. It looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
No, I, I, I haven't seen Simpsons in a long time. Yeah, we're, but, we're not there yet with the boys, with Santino, because he's, you know, yeah, he's he hasn't got there yet. yet. Yeah, that was but um, so you don't like the blue eye shadow is what you're saying. Maybe if it was a little bit more sparkly and more like pixie dust, you'd be okay with it. Look, I get the whole um, like in the industry. We're in Santa Clarita. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that work in the industry in Santa Clarita, right? right? And a lot of the makeup artists are gay men mm -hmm. that are amazing makeup artists, right? right. Cool with that. It's kind of weird. It's it's confusing, I think, to a, a child to have this man with the mustache and the makeup on. It's a little weird. I don't know. I just, I don't think it's a good look. Like, this is Disneyland. It's a billion, multi-billion dollar company. Like, look at this guy. He doesn't put look very well put together. His eyebrows, <laughs> he got the chola eyebrows. And the, oh, and, and oh the, for real. And then the chola eyeliner, he's got that blue. Like, what is he doing? I don't know. I think he was trying to match the blue with his They could have had somebody that actually knows how to do makeup. I wouldn't let that guy do my kids, my, our, our daughter's makeup. Like, maybe he should have had booked a session at the Bippity Boppity Boutique before he got to the front door. This is kind of my problem with uh, with Disney, right? Like, I think they, they over try to include people just to say they included somebody. Like, have somebody that's talented at working that position. Have somebody that has their makeup done right if you're going to have a man there. Don't just have some random dude with, with. I mean, I could do makeup better than that. What do you have foundation on? He looked, he, he looked like the, he looked like the guy from a uh, Karate Kid trying to chase down um, Daniel Sun. Remember when when they had the the, the skeleton costumes on? I don't That's know which guy you're talking about. The three guys when they were chasing him when he when, from the from the dance. Anyhow, he looked like he just painted his face white. That I'm sorry, but yeah, well, no bueno. You just have to help explain it to kids, like. It is a fair, you know, you go there, you think it's a fairy tale thing. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes they might get, might get confused. But the one incident when we went home to the Philippines, and this is what I had to explain to, especially Dylan. Kids, mm -hmm. like what you said last week, kids have no filter. Right. <laughs> so I was taking his, like, Dad, I need to go to the bathroom. So I take him to the bathroom. And then I hear people talking and everything. And then we're going to the stall. And then this guy comes out. Mm -hmm. But the guy looked, looked like a girl. Mm -hmm. And Dylan goes, Dad. Are we in the wrong bathroom? I'll go, no, son, you're not in the wrong bathroom. And he's mm -hmm. and so I'm taking him and you hear him talk. Dad, why, why is there a girl here? Why is there a girl? I'm like, well, you know, and I'm trying to explain it to him, but the, the person was still next there yes. washing their hands. And he's like, oh, I'll explain it to you later outside. And then when we go out, the guy's friend was there too, and they were both dressed like girls. Yeah. And then dad goes, he goes, Are you sure we're not in the girls' bathroom? There's two of them. I'll go, let me just let me explain to you, you know. And he goes, some of them, they like to dress up like that. That's what they feel comfortable with. Right. And, you know, in the Philippines, there's a lot of like, like that, especially in Thailand too, you know? Like what the, we're the, lady about. the Lady, the lady boys. boys. The Lady Boys. The Tiger Show. The Tiger Show. High Girl Show. Oh, but okay. it's, a, it's a different show. Anyway, um, what the funny thing is, I, mean, I really explained it to him. Some people, they want to dress like that, but they really are guys. And some girls also dress like guys, but they're, they're really girls. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is, Here's the hilarious part. So they work in these little stalls in the bazaars where they sell like 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 trinkets and everything. Mm -hmm. We're walking past by it, and that person's hailing me down. Hey, American guy, come over here and buy stuff. Remember me? We met in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most embarrassing part. And I'm like, were... <laughs> hey, what's up, man? <laughs> like, but the the whole the whole thing was trying to explain it to a little kid. Yes. Because they were, he was really confused. Like first, like I'm in, am I in the right bathroom? I think you handled it a good way because you're teaching your kid not to be scared of someone who might be different. Different. Oh, like his son is like going to Comic Con. They're all cosplay. Yeah, they're all like cosplay. It's a great explanation. Like yes. yes, I think you handled it really well too. 
Yes. I, it wouldn't bother me mm -hmm. if I was, uh, you know, if those guys are in the bathroom. Yeah. And San, I'm in there with Santino. I would have a major problem, though, if those guys are in the bathroom and in, in, in the girls' bathroom with Corey and Nola's in there. I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. A man, if you still got the man parts, I don't yes. want you in the bathroom with my daughter. Oh, see, Simple she, and plain. If she feels uncomfortable. Yes. Like for me, I once, once I know my wife starts to feel uncomfortable, that's when I start like, okay, man, my wife's uncomfortable. My kids are uncomfortable. This is, you got to stop that. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, for me, I didn't really care. Yeah. That's good. Well, I'm glad that we're all on the same page and we're all inclusive here because, I mean, for me, there's people. They're just people. People are people, right? Yeah. But next time, Disney needs to come correct. Like, have, <laughs> get a better makeup, makeup artist. Way better. <laughs> okay. Like, where is that? I like, gotta send that, you that episode with the, Homer Simpson. That probably wasn't. Was that <laughs> Bippity Boppity Boo? Or was that Downtown Disney? Like, no. He's working his way up to get into Disneyland. No, because let's let's be. <laughs> well, you can't like discriminate on someone based on whether they know how to do makeup or not. Because there's some people who are, there who work at Disney Wait. who have the worst makeup. But he's supposed to be a makeup artist, right? No, he's just greeting people uh, at the Bippity Boppity okay. Boutique. Okay. He's not the one actually doing the makeup. Oh, then it doesn't bother me. I thought he was doing the makeup. No. It's like, you can't be looking like that doing makeup. <laughs> What's up with that? Sorry, <laughs> but so, sometimes when they do those bippity-boppity boutiques, I'm like, ooh, why'd you make that little girl look like that? They put, like, way too much on them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but, okay, cool. Well, the second is concerning a release of the live-action Little Mermaid film, which I'm sure Chris has so much to say about this because he's been going back and forth with some of our friends on his DMs, um, it's having mixed reactions and getting review bombed. So audience scores are really low. Is it veiled racism? Is it just a bad movie? Is it at least better than the Tom Hanks and Pinocchio? Oh. It's definitely better than Tom Hanks and Pinocchio, well, hands down. Tom Hanks and Pinocchio. Did you guys see that movie? No. It's, we did, honey. It's on Disney+. Or, Plus. We? We, we started and we're just like, and no, we turned it off. I'm yeah. like, I, I, I probably, can't. That's probably you don't remember. Yeah, because we fell asleep and couldn't follow. We couldn't it make it past weird. the clock scene at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. It was so weird. Tom Hanks' accent mm -hmm. as Geppetto. It was just so strange. Santino got really upset. <laughs> and he was just like, turn this off. I, I don't, I'm getting a headache. I can't watch this. <laughs> and he meant it. Like, yeah. Tom Hanks' performance was so bad. It gave my seven-year-old at the time a headache. So what did you what did you think about uh, the Little Mermaid? So I'm I'm not sure if you have an opinion on this and whether your sons wanted to see it or if you wanted to see it, Margot. I wanted to see it, mm -hmm. and I was asking Dylan if he wanted to watch it with me because take him to the movies. He said if it's cartoons, he's gonna go watch it with me, but if it's live, he doesn't want to see it. Yeah, I think that's like the general consensus consensus for the younger ones. For the boys. Well, no, even Nola, when we were watching it, she really wanted to see it, but it did not hold her interest. Yeah. Oh. She started asking me, is it over yet? Can we leave yet? I'm like, girl. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Because yes. we sat, it was me, Santino, Nola, then Corey, right? So I didn't talk to Nola the whole time. But so, I was um, telling her, like, yes, we're staying and watching it because this came out when I was a kid and I want to see mm -hmm. their rendition of it. Um, but what do you think? How, how well, the there's movie? a bunch of controversial, controversial topics, right? right? So I'm going to bring this to light to you guys. And, um, the first major one being is that Ariel is African-American, right? Right. There was a lot of like hate that they had African-American. When they first announced it. Yeah. First and even it. now like that it's come out. Right. So, um, does that deter you guys from wanting to watch the movie? Not really. No, yeah. why would not, it? Not well, really. of course not. Yeah. It didn't it didn't deter anybody, I think, from wanting to watch the movie. Well, 
Except that, you know. Except for the people that had an issue with the it. The people that had an issue with it. Which right, usually so, people who have issues with something like that, they got something going on internally. Right. They those, got issues those are the with people themselves. that got issues with everything. Yes, yes, yes. But look, so it's on all sides, right? Because you would think it's like super racist white people that didn't want to see it, right? Um, like hate groups, like, you know, whatever. But on the flip side of that coin, because one of our friends is African-American, and we were talking, she said, hey, how did you like it? And I was like, from what I saw, it was, it was better than okay. Mm-hmm. But we had a record four bathroom trips. I had oh, to take wow. the kids to the bathroom four times. Well, three times, and Corey took, <laughs> took it once. So I missed, you know, parts of the movie. Yeah, yeah. But some of the stuff I liked about the movie is the island where Prince Eric is. It's like it's like the Bahamas. Wow. And there's a lot of culture. There's a lot of good, like, Bohemian-type music, right? Caribbean-type music. Yeah, yeah. Right? But there's, like, no white people except Eric. And he's their prince. He's in charge of all these brown people, right? So yeah. I thought that was a little strange. Um, but the queen, his mother, adopted him. And and she's African-American, right? So I was talking to um, our friend about this. One more thing is Ariel's dad is like a Spaniard, <laughs> right? And all her, all her uh, sisters, because they're all in different parts of the sea. They got an Asian one. They got African-American, right. another one. Okay. They got white. They have like every race to be inclusive. That's the uh, United Colors of Benetton right like there. Like the blended, <laughs> blended family. The blended, it's like the United the United Nations, right? And um, she was like, well, I, I liked it because, you know, um, it was inclusive of every race, right? Well, multiple races. Right. Which I like that too. It just made me think like on the flip side of that coin, you know, King Triton was just an international player. Like he had oh every other city he went, right? He had different women, area codes. Different area codes. He had different <laughs> type of women everywhere he went. He had a baby with somebody. Yeah, he's a player with a passport. Yeah. Like Tupac, you know? Yeah, he's like, he's, like Miss Universe. He's like, have a baby by me. Baby, be a millionaire. See, I told you he'd sing today. <laughs> Only because you guys are here. We got out the singing well, voice. So so that's, so we started talking about that, right? She was like, I didn't see it from that perspective. And then she sent me like a link to um, The Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. which is like a hip hop podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were upset about Ariel, one, being in love with a, with a white dude. So this is this is the black community that doesn't like it either, right? So I'm like, wow, there's so many different groups and so many different perspectives. I, it just goes over my head. There's too much to think about. But I think what the issue is, I'm sorry, I didn't okay. mean to cut you off, Raph. Sorry. Someone's always going to complain about something. Yeah. People are always complaining about something. Can they just enjoy the magic of the Little Mermaid and right. Ariel being different and all the cultures that were represented there? I mean- is a movie based on a cartoon. You know what? If you don't want to, if you don't want to see it, don't watch don't it. Don't watch it. Yes. You don't want to look at that show. Don't subscribe to it or whatever. Exactly. But, you know, some people they just want to complain about things. But the other flip, the flip side about it is, you have everybody talking about it. Yes. So it gets it gets eyeballs or you get ears. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't even seen it. I haven't even seen the trailers. Now I'm curious. I'm like, oh, I want to check it out. I guess Maybe it did really well. Maybe you guys gonna go on date night. Take Margo. She yeah, wanted to she see wanted it. To see it. To see All right. It. Hey, we got babysitters are offering. <laughs> Let's All go. <laughs> Drop them off. We'll have them play Minecraft. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have it yet. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm fine with it. I we were just having the discussion. A friend of ours were having the discussion, yeah. and she was just we we're sending stuff back and forth, and I was like, okay. 
I mean, what I saw was it did really well domestically, mm -hmm. but it did terrible overseas. Oh my goodness. Well, I all I know is Chris, the most the reason why he was most upset about that movie is he didn't get to see the whole under the sea scene. I was upset about that. Part. You know, the, you know when she's under the she's in the mm -hmm. ocean, she's under this uh, mm -hmm. that whole part. I missed that part. It was one of my bathroom trips. And that was like what I was looking most forward uh -huh. to in the whole movie was to watch that to see how they did it. He wanted to get up and dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I thought Ariel did an amazing job. Yeah, she did. She did great. Amazing. They're probably going to have it at the live at the El Capitan. They do. They, they, oh, they, they already, already have, have it out it. right they now. Do. Yes. Yeah, Look out. at me. I'm I, think, so... I think it's sold out. They yeah. only have two or three weekends that they're doing it, but you should take her there if they still have seats. You should force the kids. Yeah. Force the kids. Like what we... I don't know. Some... Santino did not want... He was really upset. He's like, you're really going to make me go the morning of. <laughs> He didn't want to watch it. Yes. I mean, it's, the boys don't aren't yeah, they don't as interested. Care much about no, girl movies. Not really. Well, switching things up a bit, we'd love to talk about the client experience we had with Araf and Margot because originally we were going to list their property. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how that went down? Sure. Well, we weren't exactly going to list it. We were having a discussion, right? They were thinking. I've been talking to Araf forever. We were always looking at the same properties in Stevenson Ranch, right? Like exchanging, hey, did you see this one? Did you see this one? We're, we're talking about it in class. And um, and I think at some point, you guys got more serious of like, hey, we really want to know what our options are, right? Right. So we take a different approach when we go to somebody's house. We're not going there. It's on the other on the flip side, it's called, it's called a listing appointment, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't go there like, oh, I'm going to make, I'm, I'm going to get this listing or they're going to sell their house. It's more educational. Like, hey, here's what your options. If you sell your house, Here's the, the money you're going to have left over. Here's what you're going to be able to buy. Here's what your payment. Since we do loans, we could even help them with the payment breakdown, right? Yes. So we have all of the information. And to me, that's that's what how I want to, that's what I want to know when I'm mm -hmm. trying to make a big, huge purchase in my life, mm -hmm. right? And and I told them, or you could just remodel your house. Mm -hmm. And I go, you, it's kind of like you've ever seen that show, Love It or List It. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, because putting the money into a kitchen, flooring, bathrooms, you're going to get that money back out of your house. Like right. these are things that really increase value in your home. So I'm like, that's another option too. Maybe if you're not ready right now, you guys go ahead and do these things. You're going to enjoy it. The new kitchen, the flooring, the bathrooms. And if you're ever, when you're ready to sell it, you've added value to your house. Yes. Do you guys want to tell us a little bit about your perspective when Chris came over? Did he seem like a shark and trying to smell <laughs> blood Man, in the water? Man, a full on used car sales, but that's <laughs> kidding. Margo, do you want to go at it first? or Because yeah. I don't want to just vomit all over the microphone. <laughs> it the helped a lot that we knew the people that we were dealing with. Mm -hmm. Like, because sometimes when you're trying to look for a house and you don't know personally the people that you're dealing with, you feel like that they're coming off like they just want to sell your house. to like get very pushy. Yeah, they're very pushy. And you don't want that. You want to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't want to be forced into something you don't want to do. Absolutely. And that's what we felt with Chris, that he was really there to help us mm -hmm. and to guide us and to make, to make the right decision because buying a house is a big investment. And if you're not ready and if... If if someone just pushes you to buy a house, you might regret it in the end. Yes. So with that, like he showed us different um, properties, mm -hmm. but then at that time it didn't fit our budget. So we went a different direction. So you decided to upgrade your home then? Yes. Is what it sounds like? Well, For those of you who follow Raf on social media, he's been posting first, a lot about it. First and <laughs> foremost, we appreciate the time that you guys took. Very Like when, when Chris left the first initial walkthrough of the house and meeting the client. And I was like, I, I was even taking notes of 
how you guys approach clients. I was putting it into my like little notes of like, oh, this is a nugget that I can use for my business. Mm-hmm. I like that approach because same thing with jujitsu, you know, we have to align with the people that we're working with, your, right. your, your partner, you have to align with them. Especially, I have to align with my wife, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Happy wife, happy life. That's, That's right. right. Seriously. <laughs> uh, or, else, or else we won't get fed, Chris. <laughs> right? She said, she said it last week. I, I, I'm not going to cook for you if you're going to do that. <laughs> but when uh, Chris walked us through and then he also guided us. You guys guided us. You're, I know you were behind the scenes. He was the front man. He basically, Margo and I would see homes and we were emotional. Like, yeah, let's do it. Let's. Like we're go for it, you know, because you get all these emotions stirred up and mm-hmm. the professional that you guys are, you kind of held our hands and say, hey, slow your roll down. Is this okay? What do you think? And, you know, we could do it. Are you sure you want to do it? Mm-hmm. Like multiple times. And even when we went to the Philippines, we were still texting, like, should we do this? Um, we started the process. Mm-hmm. So that's now we're transitioning into like, you know what, Margo, this is what's going to cost us in doing it. And I, we really had to sit down and what you told us, sit down with your wife and talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like now I'm on the other side of what the, the the role. I'm like, this is what I would say to our clients. Yes. But like coming in this way, I'm like, man, the emotions are really stirred up. Mm-hmm. Right. So that being said, we just decided to like, you know what? We started ready for paint, ready for prep and everything. And then we we pivoted mm-hmm. to just do the full on remodel. Yeah. And how do you like your remodel? I love the kitchen. Mm-hmm. There's more space. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's yeah. usually what we want, right? Because yes. you love to cook. Yes. So you spend a lot of time in your kitchen. That's where I spend most of my days. Yes. <laughs> so do you make breakfast, lunch, and dinner? During the weekends, I make breakfast. Mm-hmm. But then during the week, since it's so hectic, I just make like a quick breakfast of a croissant or whatever. Just pop it in the toaster. Oh but God. then like… Um, during weekends, I spend a lot of time like prepping for prepping the week. For, yeah, for the food. That's awesome. You got to keep her happy in the kitchen. You got to do it, and that's <laughs> that's the heart of the the home. So, yes. So I gotta I gotta add this in because this couple feels me on this, and I've been trying to bring this to California for years now, what? and into our home. What the Murphy bed? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so when the you got to make bed. well, because you know. <laughs> When you got to make that extra room, yes. right? Or you have a lot of guests that stay over and you don't necessarily have the extra bedroom. You have the office, that Murphy bed. I keep telling everybody about this Murphy bed. Don't you guys, you guys have a Murphy bed, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Can you tell me how great that is or how how you like it? I mean, it's, it. one, it's a workspace environment and I want it to be always clean. I get distracted. I have I have full-blown ADHD. So if I see something like that, I get distracted. Mm-hmm. So that bed just goes just goes up. Mm-hmm. And it it's perfect cuz when my mother-in-law comes over, you know what? We just put the bed down. It's it has a lot of room and mm-hmm. if you if no one needs to use it, you just push it back up. And there's a lot of options there. Obviously, don't go for the uh, not to bag on Wayfair mm-hmm. or anything. I see them like, "Oh, that might be cheap." Margot goes, don't, don't do it. You're always, you're all about the discount. <laughs> and then like you, you go in that bed and you're going to fall off or something like that. You get what you pay you for. You get yes. what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same thing that you guys have guided us. I'm like, hey, let's use your philosophy and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But that Murphy bed, man, it, it comes in a clutch. It's, yeah, it's great. It's and it's, it's comfortable. It's really comfortable. Sometimes I'll sneak in there and just… Take just a sneak. little snooze. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> so are you done with the remodel or are there more projects in store? Because Raph told me once he started doing certain things and he was like, oh, maybe I need to do the floor too. The, like, the kitchen is not quite done. I mean, there's still a little bit of stuff that we still need to um, work on, like the exhaust mm -hmm. and some other light fixtures in the kitchen, the under, under cabinet lighting. But then at least the kitchen is fully functional. I can, you know, cook. And I still have my um, my my other alternative for exhaust system, <laughs> which is what is it? Raf with a like a, a towel? It's a, it's a well, <laughs> it's a it's a fan that I put up against the the window uh -huh. that I open the window and just turn and it on just the like fan. sucks it all yeah, out. It sucks it out. Is it just on back order? Because I know like a lot no, of supplies are on back order. It's not that. Yeah, that was on back order. It was back. It was back order. But you know, come to find out, a lot of people when they would remodel their kitchens, I was asking my neighbors, my sister. Um, it's always the exhaust fan that they have a trouble with. It's either on back order or it's it's just huh. a difficult of, of just fitting it in or um, relocating the exhaust hole. Okay. Yeah, ours. All the things that you don't think about, like the small, little, minute things are yes. the things that take the longest to fix. Right, right. And what Margo was saying about the under uh, cabinet lighting, um, because we wanted specific lighting, not just, just to throw it up there. Um, for people who don't know, we deleted all outlets on the backsplash. Oh, okay. So it goes all the way up into the cabinet. So above the cabinet, it's going to be right underneath. So all the outlets are going to be right behind where the lights are. It's just going to be hanging. So everything's flush. Oh, I don't want to cool. see anything on the counter. Mm -hmm. I just want it clean. Margo doesn't really care. She says, I just want to cook. That's all yeah. I want to do. <laughs> With me, I'm like, I want this. I want that. I'm very uh, picky about things. Mm -hmm. But that's that's still, that's minor things. As long as I, I told the guys, I'm like, get my wife's kitchen up and running. Yes. Smart man. Otherwise, you ain't going to eat. Because there was one time um, when the, the kitchen was being remodeled, we had to make a makeshift kitchen in the living room mm -hmm. so everything was set up there and then i had the air fryer set up outside because there was <laughs> one time i was air frying bacon inside the house and it started to alarm oh, so no. this time when <laughs> when i learned about that because there's no exhaust um i set up the air fryer in front of the front door so all of the dogs around the neighborhood <laughs> they were walking around they would stop by the house because it smelled like bacon and dogs and husbands. They're I know all, they're, they're all like walking down. Following their nose. Yeah, because they're like, hey, that's bacon. Yes. <laughs> so so let me play out this scenario for you guys. You guys have a big client, right? Coming to your house. You're one of your clients. Mm -hmm. And you're having them over for dinner. And Margo, I know you're you're a chef. You're a <laughs> you're a foodie. What's what dish are you making that? that I'll make person? them short ribs. Um, I marinate it mostly. Like the last time I made um short ribs, I marinated for like three days. Three days? Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh Chris boy. is over there salivating. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll make them steak rice. Steak rice. Ooh. It's yeah. steak that I marinate for about two days. But then the last time I made it was like, I've, I stuck it in the freezer over, um, already marinated for a week. So everything, all the flavoring is there. Oh, she nice. takes her time with making food. Because oh. I, I believe like if if you marinate it for a long time, everything's going to taste so much taste better. So much better. Yes. Wow. Make them Sounds veggies, good. garlic bok choy. Okay. Sounds so good. She also makes these uh, amazing garlic noodles. Mm -hmm. And she's she's underplaying what, whatever she can do. 
Um, I'm sure all of our listeners right now are drooling and wanting to come to your house for dinner, yeah. waiting for that invite. Well, they, they I asked. I mean, I am. They I'm asked. <laughs> I know. When Can we come over for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> so de- definitely she's, and mind you, she doesn't have any formal um, back- background or training in this in cooking. And she's never cooked until she got married to me. Really? I, when it came to the United States, I didn't know how to cook. Yeah. Because in the Philippines, we had cooks. We you had, have cooks. You got everybody doing things. Everybody taking care of us. Really? So when I moved here back in 2000, I, I didn't know how to cook. Oh my goodness. The only thing I could cook was rice. <laughs> that's, that's it? I mean, that's good. Yeah, that's it. You that's had one of Rice upon. and, you know, nor. And I don't uh, know. Nor is like, soy a, sauce. like soy sauce. Soy sauce <laughs> on no, rice. I didn't really know how to cook. So how did you learn? You just started. I had to um, survive. Practicing? Yeah, practicing, like experimenting. But now I find myself watching a lot of, um, you know, shows, mm-hmm. even on TikTok. Like I follow this other um, girl on TikTok. She makes um, Korean grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, that's with the bomb. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's bulgogi sandwich, mm-hmm. bulgogi um, grilled cheese sandwich, which I make for them. Yeah. What I do is I buy the marinated bulgogi and I make the grilled cheese with extra cheese and I add, if you want a little bit of spice, I put kimchi on it Ooh. and I press it down. What, what type of uh, cheese? They like the Colby Jack cheese. Okay. Yeah, but the bread is just soaked in butter. <laughs> fried bread. Boom. But more better butter. That's it. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're going to have to get together and yes. cook together. You're you going to have to teach me. You should just have a show amazing. full of just food and then tasting everything. Oh, that would be so good. And pair it with different drinks or whatnot. We should just get together and have a, a, a foodie night. And yeah. even like the sauce. I make the vinegar sauce. that you, you puts it in everything. I put it on everything. Like it, the, the people here, the, local, the people who are just getting it from Margo. Because during COVID… She started having her food business, right? Like, has nothing else to do. So she was making food and everything. But the most popular thing is this vinegar <laughs> that she has. And a lot of people dubbed it as liquid gold. Really? Yeah. Nice. Were you selling it? I was selling yeah. it. Yeah. What made, why'd you stop? Too busy with the kids now. Too busy with the kids. And what I was making those, I was making those egg rolls. Mm-hmm. But I froze them. So I made two different types of egg rolls. The vegetable one, just for the vegetarian or whoever just wanted veggies. And I had one that had ground pork and vegetable in it. Mm -hmm. But then it consumed a lot of time. Yes. And I was the only one cooking. I was the only one rolling up all the egg rolls. That's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. Well, you need to start making your liquid gold, though. At least sell that. I have. I still have. I I mean, I still make it for friends. Oh, okay. I need to get some of that. He has a stash in the house. Yeah, that's. I'll bring it to clients. Yeah, nice. That's that's uh, that's my uh, icebreaker. Like, (laughs) hey, have some vinegar. You got <laughs> to have it on a keychain, right? Like how, how everybody has a hand sanitizer. Just have your vinegar. You're out eating. Squirt a little bit on oh, there. Speaking of that, we went to uh, this local spot, right? Uh, Crab and Spice. Oh, okay. Okay. You know that place, uh, Crab and Spice, right there across the uh, street from BJ's by the movie right. theater? Yes. So we had a group of friends. We were eating. And then the waitress is like, what are those little containers? She's like, those are our vinegar. She like, brought it with yeah. you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Bring your own vinegar. <laughs> like, you know what's good if you bring it with you. I know. I brought my own vinegar. <laughs> so cute. For all the seafood. I love it. I love it. Well, we can't wait to try your food. Yeah. I mean, I love to cook too, so I would love to make something for you, but I don't know if it's going to compare to what you I'm sure do. You. <laughs> um, but 
we're going to have to have a time set up so we could get For together sure. and enjoy some yummy food. Now, a little bit more about our guests. So, Raph, you're a huge car enthusiast, right? Mm-hmm. And I know you have, I don't know if you still have the BMW. I know you got the old school BMW or you did and you got a Porsche. Can you talk a little bit about your uh, your interest and your passion for well, cars? I've been a car enthusiast since I was a kid. Um, I was exposed to cars all the time. I would see my dad bring home cars. I think Margot can, she can't even count. I asked Margot, I'm like, how many cars have, have I ever had? When we started dating, she's like, I can't count. The most I could count in my head is like 20 plus. Oh my gosh. Like in rotation. That's uh, a lot of cars. But mm-hmm. I would just not keep them all. I'll just get it, play with it. Then someone showed interest in it, and I, I won't get attached to it. I just sell it. Mm-hmm. The last BMW I had, a classic 1995 8 Series. It's with the pop-up headlights. It was way beyond its time. Um, unfortunately, with kids and business and just family, I didn't have enough time to drive any of them. Um, I put it out for auction, and somebody from San Francisco, like, Ping Bean, is like, hey, I want to buy it. Nice. Did you get what you wanted for it? I got what I wanted for, but I did promise… I don't know if I told you this. I promised one of the the ones you introduced me to the high school. And I said to AJ, AJ, we were blessed to have some, something like this. If we sell this, we're going to give a portion of it. Like 10% of it mm-hmm. to one of the kids over there that's less fortunate. Oh, nice. So, so we gave and that, that kid who happened to be graduating didn't have anything. Wow. We went over there just like… just. Remember I told you if I get to sell this because got to thank God, man. He's the one who made it happen. Just go bless somebody else. Wow. So the other car I have was my dream car. W- one second. Yeah. I love that you never told me about that. Oh, I didn't tell you about it? No. It, who's that? Uh, not April. Who's that other lady? The, um, the Japanese lady? Um, Cindy. Cindy. Cindy Takamoto. Takamoto. She's not there anymore, but she was yeah. a social worker. Yeah. So I reached out to her. I made it, I made sure AJ came with me. I go, you have to come with me. That's you have, awesome. You have to come with me, but… You know, you don't. He was bragging with his friends. I'm like, you don't brag about that, dude. Yeah. You don't brag out. You just do it. It's, yep. it's philanthropy is never advertised. All right. The people I love who do that. advertise that, they're getting clickbaits or whatever it is. I, I don't even know how to do clickbait. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, right. So I said, hey, dude, we were blessed with this. I just want you to know you can actually do this. When you work hard and you achieve something, share it. Mm-hmm. Share either whatever you have or knowledge. You could do that. I go look. We had another car anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. so my other car that you're gonna ask me is uh, it, it's it's a, a Porsche 911 Turbo, and 15 years ago I have a dream board. I I still have the dream board. I'm gonna show it to some of our agents on Monday when I speak to them mm-hmm. and show them like, look, this was 15 years ago and I was able to get it. So it's uh, this weekend on Saturday. Uh, it's a Santa Clarita Porsche Cars and Coffee. Mm-hmm. Fortunate enough to invite me to, hey, bring your car over here. We want to display it downstairs. How cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So have you ever driven the Porsche no. yourself? It's a Why? stick shift. It's a stick shift and it's too loud. It's too loud. <laughs> it's too loud. I learned how to drive on a stick shift. My first car was a Civic hatchback. It was a 90 Civic hatchback. And nice. it was a stick shift, no AC, oh. no roll down. It was roll, roll down, down windows. windows. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my that's, gosh. That's how I picked you up, remember? What do you mean? Like, do you drive stick? And what'd you say? No, but I can learn. <laughs> you guys remember that? Yeah. <laughs> That's Boys of the Hood, right? Yes. <laughs> no, so I haven't driven this car since November. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good friend of mine, his name is Edgar. He owns a shop in Glendale, Need for Speed. We left it in his showroom. Um, the reason why I picked it up now is because we were remodeling the house. I didn't want it inside the house. 
That makes so, sense. So when I brought it home like the other day, I'm driving it. I, t- I texted her, Margo. I'm like, this car is loud. It's stiff. And she goes, you know when you're getting too old when you're complaining about your own car. I was car. just going to say you're old. like Complaining well, about your dream car. Your ears are hurting from driving your well, dream car? Well, because I've gotten so <laughs> used to just driving the Tesla. It's like no-brainer. I don't have to think. I don't want to think these days. I already have too many <laughs> things to think about. I just get in and go, which unfortunately I forget to lock her car or I leave it on. <sighs> Because, oh, because you're used to the Tesla now. Yeah, yeah. You so, leave it on? Yes. Yeah, he, he, he leaves Because in the Tesla, you just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that to the Prius all the time. Uh, one thing that I always think about is what am I going to have for lunch? So, Margo, what are some of the spots that, whether it's Santa Clarita or whether it's, you know, little, little maybe in within a half an hour, what's some spots that we just have to go to? In Santa Clarita, there's not a lot of Chinese food and we love to we travel for food we go as far as san gabriel how far is that it's about 45 minutes okay is that longer when you're hungry is it on the way to disney or no it's It's, um you where is it you could go down the five and then hit the 10 real quick to the what we call the 626 that's the area code of uh, monterey park alhambra san gabriel okay that's where the good chinese food is okay Ah, we we go to a peking duck place with they have they have other stuff besides baking duck like they have the sirloin beef. It's a Michelin uh, yeah. star for a Michelin star rated. Do you need to have a reservation way ahead of time? No, no. no. Just say my just name. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, I'm just kidding. No. And then we we have a dim sum place that's close by there too. Atlantic Seafood. Like if you want Filipino food, the closest one in Santa Clarita, the good one. Is Barrio Fiesta in um, Nor- Nordoff? It's on Nordoff. It's okay. what is that? North Hills. North Hills, probably Nordoff. What's the major cross street? Uh, Nordoff and Wood Woodman. Okay, so a- that, yeah. I think that's Van Nuys. Yeah, yeah Van Nuys, North Hills. Yeah, right yeah, so North Hills. Yeah, yeah. It's close to that high school. It's it's on it's owned by our um, our good friends and mm-hmm. also the one of the godfathers of of. Oh, cool. Of AJ, Easy. you come to my restaurant. <laughs> Eat some Filipino food. He's no. Italian? No, he's not. He's, he's the godfather. But he's the godfather. <laughs> I'm trying to do my... my like, I'm trying to do Italian my uh, my godfather <laughs> accent. Well, there we'll well, def- that was good. We'll yeah. definitely name drop there. Yeah. When well, yeah. we go there, we definitely name drop. You know drop. what? If you do go there, we'll, Margo and I will make we'll sure... We'll go with you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, perfect. We'll make sure. We'll get you in there. Because we just took her there for... I'll go, what do you want to do for Mother's he Day? Wanted to, he wanted to take me to a fancy place during Mother's Day. No, it's he too said, crazy. He said he want, you, you want to go to Crustaceans in Beverly Hills or to to uh, Lowry's or Steakhouse. I'm like, I can make all of that. I'm like, just take me to a Filipino restaurant. I'll be happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I love about her, man. She's just super, super down to earth. And that's the reason it was a, a, a... I'll show you the story, like, you know, eventually when we get how we met and the test. I actually, I actually want to hear that. Tell us I really want now. to hear about that. And, I, and I'd like to hear... Both of your point of views, because sometimes the stories don't add up, right? Like they're a little different, especially since they happened. How long have you two been together? 15 years. 15 years. Dating or married? Married. Married, but we've been together since 2000. No. Yeah. Two. 2002, yeah. 2003. 2003. So tw- over 20 years. Yeah. Okay. So Margo, I'd like to hear from your side of the story first. Who <laughs> Did he pick, did he hit on you or did you hit on him? How did it happen? He's actually, we started out. Well, we were college friends, and he was a classmate of my brother, my younger brother, who's about six years younger than me. I met him in school, so he, he 
because in in that school um, we didn't have a lot of Filipinos around. So I was I came from the Philippines and I would I would always stick to like my kind, right? Did you feel comfortable? Yeah, because that's how I was that's um that's how I was comfortable with, and so we just started we started out as friends first, and then we started. So so, how did the how did the feelings start? Did you did you start having them first? Was it Raf who made the first move? The thing is, we were both in different relationships at that time. Okay, both Ooh. of us. <laughs> 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 so and we started we started going out as as with other friends, and then we did you guys go on like dates with with your your other uh, partners at the time and like group dates? Yes, we started out as that, and we. We had my brother along. My brother came also from the Philippines, so he was new to the area. And I didn't want him to feel out of place. So we would tag him, tag him along. So when we started dating ex- just exclusively already, my my other brother, my brother started feeling left out. Aww. And he thought that we left him already. I'm like, no, you're still part of it. But then, of course, we're going to be in a relationship already. And <laughs> he did our own time together. He had a bromance for you, Raf. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was my ticket in. So you, guys, just <laughs> you guys had the whole nine or two one zero thing going, right? Like the the Brandon and Dylan and, yeah. and, the, and the girls. You, you had your little clique going so, on. Nice. So we went to we went to uh, Woodbury University over here in uh, Burbank. Mm-hmm. It's a small university. Um, I met her through her brother, but it it was at the computer lab, <laughs> and I saw I her, and I was like, oh, she's kind of cute, and this and that. <laughs> And I started finding out that our families somehow knew each other. Yeah, small world. It was very you back know, in the motherland, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, it's just it ran in the same circle. And obviously, now this is, I tell this to AJ, like, hey, when it, when you start dating and everything, marry somebody that you're gonna align with, and don't marry crazy, right? <laughs> don't marry <laughs> crazy. Don't marry crazy. One hundred for sure. Right. Yeah. And and I and I looked at and I was assessing Margot. And this is me like as a business major, always assessing assessing things, you know, like, yeah, I could see myself with her. Oh yeah, she's a good family. She's not crazy. You know, my brother's not that crazy. It's cool. <laughs> I'm like, ah, this happening. Cause I, the the girl that I was dating before, she was crazy. It's crazy. You know, but um and, and how I pictured this seriously, this is this is what I meant. Somebody asked me to, like, so what made you end that relationship? Like, like real talk. I pictured myself at the church, my family, you know, oh, sorry, um, people on one side, one family, one side, one family, one another side. And I imagined myself turning back and I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this ain't gonna work out, man. And the good thing she broke up with me. I was like, whoo, off the hook. <laughs> I'm like, see you, peace out. See you later. Uh, made that but, easy. Made it easy. And then Margo and I just started, again, just started dating. It was a little rough in the beginning because we were transitioning out of relationships. Right. And which is kind of perfect for the show, relationships and real estate, <laughs> yes. you know. But, um, you know, uh, from there, you really have to be friends and get to know each other and solid. Just don't jump in straight to a relationship. Right. right. Um, you know, through our marriage, we've had some rocky times. Not just like, just trying to adjust with each other, but everything. Learning each other, learning each other's family finance or just certain habits. I used to be so OCD with like, with her, her toothbrush, when she brush her teeth, she would like bang it on the thing and it would splash onto the mirror and I'm just driving me crazy. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? You know, now I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll just wipe it. 
See, you could see now you all just you wipe just it. Clean it. Yeah. Instead, you got your emotions all up. Got exactly. All mad. Got it all twisted. <laughs> Let your whole day get ruined over like, that. So what's wrong with you, buddy? Corey flashes in the mirror, man. Corey tells this story, which yeah. I don't remember, of there would be a trail of my clothes all over the house. That when I get home, I guess I just throw my clothes off. Was that is, is that how you tell it, right? That's how it was. And slowly, <laughs> like he got really good at like being better. But recently, I don't know what it is after jujitsu. He just thinks it's cool to just throw his sweaty, nasty clothes all over the floor. Oh, the best. And I'm like, dude, the It's in the laundry room. On the laundry, but there is a there is a washing machine that you could put right in there. Oh, because well, I don't know, if I'm, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm ready for that load, right? You can't just throw like one little thing of clothes in there. You got to f- wash the load. So I throw it in the laundry room on the floor and I put the ghee on the bottom So because it's not that wet. Yeah. Like the underclothes are like the nasty wet clothes. Yeah. I put that on top of the ghee and I just let it chill there. So yeah, it, you, it's like, <laughs> so we, don't have a load. Big, we don't have a big laundry room. It's like you walk in and it's right there. So I got to get the clothes out of the, the dryer and step in his sweaty, nasty <laughs> ghee to get those clothes out. Margo can relate. I can't even wash this. I, I let him wash his own ghee. And I almost like feel like it needs to have its own load because it has like its own I do, funk. yes. But that's that's exactly what I do. I let it have its own load. So I, you know, I gather up, maybe the kids had jujitsu that night. So now I got three geese. Yeah. Right? And those geese are heavy. Yeah. And if I go twice, that's perfect. That's a load. Now I got two geese for myself. Two from one each from the kids. I think I that's need to just a load have a special basket or area. I'm not going to so wash this one no, load of laundry with like one ghee. You can't oh, do but that. But it smells so like, bad. Corey, you, right. the and reason sweat, why we're like doing me it, having to step on it. Oh, you have to. I, I get his his what you're saying because if you put it in in the basket and everything, it's going to yeah. marinate. Yeah, I don't want it marinating in a basket. Yeah. I just don't want it marinating like. In the middle. In the middle of the yeah. walkway where I have to step in it. Yeah, so I hang But you know what stuff. I need to do? I need to think of it just like you, Raph. Just like move it. Yeah, just I just need to just move it. Move it into the trash. <laughs> the bank. Just kidding. Well, you guys, we have some guests that have joined us. I'm sure there's a lot on here today. Please there. drop us a comment. Soul is here with us hey. today. Hey, hi, what's Soul. Up? Hey. She said, hi, guys. So wave to her. And she said, ew. ew. <laughs> on your ghee. Your sweaty, nasty ghee. Oh but Soul's got, Soul's got three kids that practice jujitsu, so she probably just has her load done. Like, they get home, throw it right in there, and That's then a load. washes it. That's a load. Done. Done. So, how do, you, how do you feel about this guy over here and all his ailments from jujitsu? When, when he comes home and he tells you about these ailments, like, what's going through your mind if he says— Because I, I know recently you, you hurt your head, right? <laughs> so you got kicked in the you got kneed in the head. I got kneed in the head. So like, what kind of conversations? He comes home and he tells you what, Margo? So he says he he was complaining about his head hurting, and comes here comes Thursday. The alarm sets at like five thirty. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy's serious. He's gonna go to jujitsu. Five thirty like, in the morning. Five thirty in the morning, mind you, kids are still sleeping. I'm like, wow, and he said he hurt his head, but then I've. In in everything, like he always, um, he's he's very very stubborn. Raf's very stubborn. If, even if he feels like his his body's hurting or he's in so much pain, he'll still go to jujitsu. He says he he needs to move his body or whatever. But then I'm like, I always tell him like, suffering is a choice, <laughs> and he just laughs at me. I'm like, you know, you 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 never learn your lesson. You have all of these surgeries already. 
Well, not because of not because of jujitsu, but because of sports. Mm-hmm. So he says his his head hurts, but he still goes to jujitsu. And then he comes he comes back home. He says, "I have a bad headache." I'm like, "Well, it was your choice to go to jujitsu and not." Yes. I'm getting a CAT scan hopefully by this week. So. Oh my gosh, it must have been really bad. Well, Raf sounds just like Chris. <laughs> you know, he has these injuries and he's like, oh, my back hurts and this uh-huh. hurts, but I'm going to go to jujitsu. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But this is what he's, I don't know what it is. When I'm on the mats, I have no pain. It's true. All my pains that I have at home are gone. I'm like, that's because you're just trying to live when you're in jujitsu. Exactly. And you're forgetting about all your ailments. So last night he comes home after going to jujitsu because he's trying to get more into it. And he's going four times a week now. Four times a week? Last week was my first time going four times. This, this week, this week he's times. trying to do four. I will. I'm going tomorrow morning. And so he comes home and he's like, I messed up my knee. <laughs> oh my gosh. What did you do to your knee? Oh, it wasn't nothing. It was just this. And as he's talking to Raph, like more comes out about the story uh-huh. about his injury yeah. and I'm just like competing listen too. He ch- they chose that life like I can't feel bad it's, it's you know it's such a weird <laughs> thing because you know I'm, so I'm 42 and we got young guys in there in their 20s we got guys in their 30s we have a good batch of guys over 40 mm-hmm. and the 40 club the over 40 club I've talked to a couple guys and we don't understand why we go to jujitsu but we do <laughs> we just keep going back. It's like a midlife crisis thing. It's I think. not a you midlife like crisis. You like want to be like young, but like your bodies are old. You know, Damn. spring chicken yeah. broken broken down. You know, I don't think it's a midlife <laughs> crisis. I think it's look. I I think our kids went for two years, and you're hearing professor every time. You should try it. Come on, it's, it's fun. Yeah, but what, ha- love it. what happened <laughs> to professor's foot the other day? He was just wiggling it around and messed he wasn't, up his he foot. He wasn't rolling, so that's just being old. You know, too many birthdays. He says, yeah. Um, uh, that's my point. Y'all are old. What I, what I, me going though, it's a different bond with the kids being able to talk to them about mm-hmm. jujitsu yes. and actually know what they're doing. Right. And then one thing I'd like to announce, which is huge in our household, because, um, Santino, when he first started jujitsu, he was like three and a half years old. Mm-hmm. And like the first month he, he did a tournament. Right. And, um, and then I don't know if you remember, but after that tournament, professor Lekka said, we're going to keep the kids out of these tournaments because she didn't feel they were safe at the time. Like yeah. some stuff was going on, right? Yeah, yeah. But now the kids started doing the tournaments again. And um, Corey's dad, so Santino's grandpa, asked me, hey, uh, do the kids have any tournaments or anything coming up? Because he wants to go see them, right? And, I, and so I asked Santino. He's like, no. He has no interest. We've asked him like three or four times. He said, nope, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not going to push him, right? If he wants to do it, great. But he came from home from jujitsu uh, a couple days ago, and he wants to do a tournament now. So Corey signed him up for July second. He's nice. going to be in the tournament, and last night was his first competition class. Yes. So I missed it. That's another reason why going to jujitsu, being able to see him in the class, um, being able to talk to him about right. certain things that he's doing, and actually, I can actually speak on it. You know what I mean? Like no. I know I I understand what's happening. I love that. So that. That bond is why I'm in love with jujitsu. I mean, there's more to it than that. I'm sure you. If our kids, <laughs> it's our, not just from the kids. If our kids never did it, I would never. I would have never done it. Yeah, to be honest, that's how I got into jujitsu. Yeah, it's it was AJ. Yeah, and you know, in the same time, it's like you you're, you're trying to preach to the kids that you have to be disciplined. You got to be consistent. You got to stick to something or aim for a goal and everything. But I felt like, damn, that's that's not doing it. 
So I got into it. Then I got hooked. Because I, I think as males, we always like, we're, we're like the old modern day caveman. We go out, we go hunt. Right? <laughs> and it's just our nature to just do that. And you're looking for something. You're looking, it's just the primal instinct that you want to do. And, and also as, as males, you, you want to solve things. You want to be a provider. Mm-hmm. And when I went to jujitsu, my first, my first experience of jujitsu, I went with my friend and he's like, okay, you're going to go roll here. And I thought I was going to roll with him. He put me against a 115 pound girl. I was like, okay. And the girl just flattened me out. I couldn't get underneath. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the heck is happening? He humbled you. She yeah. humbled him. She humbled me. Yeah. And it's a puzzle and you're trying to solve it because your brain is trying to comprehend solving this problem. Right. Fast forward to now to Checkmat Valencia, I got I got reintroduced to it now because mm-hmm. AJ's there. I didn't stick to it the first time because I didn't have any kids. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going there with my kid and I'm trying to solve this. So I go back to the gym. I'm trying to work out. I go again. Boom. I get smashed, <laughs> you know? And now I'm just trying to solve things. It also helps me off the mat. If I can endure this pressure, sometimes pain. Yeah. A lot life, of times. Right? A lot of pain. Because it's the same thing. <laughs> Our professor always tells us, you got to be, you got to learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. And it's the same thing I tell AJ. He's getting smashed by a bigger kid. I'm like, you got to figure it out, kid. Because the world is going to smash you once you get out. Right. You got to go out there. And with our businesses, mm-hmm. it's hard. Being an entrepreneur, being a family man, being a husband, being just being a dad these days. Oh, speaking yeah. of dad, you, you were mentioning a guy that said, hey, the coolest thing to be about successful, to being a successful person is when your kids call you dad. That's from Paul Orphelia. He's the uh, previous owner of Kinko's. Okay. Yeah. He's the billionaire. Billionaire. Yeah. So I, I relate to that. I want to be that. And we're always striving uh, to be better, better mm-hmm. people. And I think that's what jujitsu brings to me. And jujitsu could mean different things for other people. Yes. But I, I got to relate with Raf on this because like um, with the knee hurting today, right? <laughs> I couldn't do what I usually do. I couldn't be on top. I couldn't put pressure on it. So now I got 200 pound guys putting all their pressure on me, right? So I imagine somebody just trying to make you not breathe. Because that's what jujitsu is. <laughs> or trying and to break that your, is why I don't do jujitsu. Or trying to break your arm, right? In the sweat of other people. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, gross. if, if yes. you do relate it to business, you relate it to life, right? That position that you're in at that time where you want to panic and you just want to give up, mm-hmm. it's temporary. And you sometimes you just need to through. look at it from a different angle, yes. right? Yes. Uh, and just a, just a small little shift in angle and perspective could change the outcome of that whole situation. Right. And I and I I'm I think for the first time actually right now falling in love with jujitsu. I never loved it. I haven't loved it this whole time. It's just been the kids are going, I want to go. But recently in the last few weeks, I'm starting to really enjoy going. Like I can't wait to go. He's enjoying it because he was telling me if he just goes two times a week, then he feels like he's just getting beat up. But if he's more consistent and goes multiple times in the week, he feels like he's getting somewhere. So it's just like practicing in your I'm business. Like you're doing the same thing over mm-hmm. and over and mm-hmm. you're becoming an expert. So, well, this past weekend was a three-day Memorial Day weekend. So um, we're super thankful for all of those who have sacrificed their life for our country. We paid homage to them over this past weekend. And it kicked off for us a Friday night 
with a family dinner. So I don't know if you guys do all this, but I think you have a lot of get togethers as well with mm -hmm. cooking and um, getting together with your family. Well, we do that every week, but this past Friday we had family dinner. So it's a friends who are family. Mm -hmm. We got together. We do that once a month and that was a lot of fun. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? So it's pretty cool. It's uh, people that I know from, I went to three high schools. I met Corey at one of them, but these are my friends from Van Nuys High School. I've known them since 10th grade. Wow. So, um, and I've known them too because I met Corey's them been with me since 10th grade. So she's known them too. Yeah. We've been yeah. together since 97. 26 wow. years or something like that. Yeah. 26 years. Yeah. So we've been together a long time. Um, so it's cool. We just started doing this this year. Well, maybe December with mm -hmm. a couple of them. And now our family dinner has grown. Mm -hmm. And it's cool because there's kids of all ages and all the kids are good. They're all good. I'm like so surprised because, you know, there's going to be there's usually going to be one kid that's up. like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, you know, that's Te not the best behaved. Well, nice and also there's teenagers. It. They're going through it. Right. The teenage years. I don't know if you have any friends who have teenagers or family members who are teenagers. They don't really like being around adults or little kids. Mm -hmm. They just yes. want to be with their friends. Right. And this group of kids, there's like three teenagers that just totally get along with everybody. That's cool. They're funny. They're talking with the adults, playing with the kids. Playing with the kids. Yes. Such so. a good vibe. So we we have that going on uh, once a month. We, we've been doing it every single month since January. December was with a smaller group and now it's expanded. And anybody can host. So whoever wants, we, we're open hosts. So we'll host anytime. But anybody can host so because some people live in the valley still mm -hmm. and then, you know, and we're out here. So it's something I highly recommend. You know, I, we love it. Um, and then Saturdays we have a family dinner. Mm -hmm. So I have my siblings, two of my siblings come over because they live kind of nearby. One lives in Studio City and the other one lives in Lancaster. They come over with their families and then her brother will make it like once a month-ish. Because his girls are into dance. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other story. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's like. <laughs> it's a whole lifestyle. Yes. Uh, and then her parents come every single week. So like that is like what you and were talking about. And then we had about. our Tia over there too. Tia Susan. Come. Tia Susan. But that's that's what you guys were talking about too. Like it's so important when you're in a relationship. Like you're you're not only marrying the person. Like you're kind of. You're, you're marrying, marrying the family. family. Mm -hmm. And and if, if you can't get along with that family, you're going to have a tough marriage. Right. right. It's so important. <laughs> You know, some of these arranged marriages, because I have friends that that are my age that have arranged marriages. Oh, I could tell you about that. And but you <laughs> know the what? Families all click. They all get together really well. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like it's like it's no longer like it's arranged. You're going to marry this person um, no matter what. It's like speed dating. Oh, all right. First date. You're going to figure out if you're going to marry this person or not. Right. I got a story about that. dude. Tell me about it. Oh, right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Give me the quick version of it. Before Margot, uh, I was studying in, in Beijing. Uh, and then uh, after that, I, I went back with my mom and my aunt and uncle. Because my uncle has a factory there, like a medicine factory or something. So we go there. And every single night, I'm like, we're having dinner at different places. And I have a girl sitting next to me. And I'm like, oh, I'm pleased to meet you. And then my uncle just keeps laughing. He's like, you don't know what's happening. I'm like, no, what's going on? How old were you at this time? They're trying to uh, In you. 20 plus. 20. Young 20s. Young 20s. Mid 20s. And he's like, dude, your mom and your aunts are trying to set you up. <laughs> I'm like, what? And, and you know what it looked like? It felt, it felt like? Like coming to America when he, he was getting arranged <laughs> with all that stuff. I mean, I, I, we went to this one place, man. Everybody had their talent. Like this girl had this big dough and she can, <laughs> she can slice it and it'll go into the pot like a noodle. 
And then the other one can pour tea from very far. I'm like, hey, this is cool. But it was it was one of those. But Bark uh, like a dog. <laughs> a big dog. And hop on one foot. But re- uh, 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 really short was my family, my family, they are Chinese. They migrated to the Philippines. But it was it was like that because back then they were still Margo was asking him like oh so Margo is kind of like one of the first Filipinas first. into our family mm. oh, okay yeah you broke that's the barrier that's a big deal because <laughs> if you look at my family like a lot of them are Chinese like Chinese like mm-hmm. so and they always wanted to marry that and I just told my mom one time like you don't want that to happen because you don't want your son miserable mm-hmm. let me marry who I'm going to marry and you can have whatever wedding you want to put on for us like mm-hmm. the show. Right? Mm-hmm. right, that's that's what it was. I was being toured in China, like coming to America, <laughs> but America went to China. That's what happened. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but I'm glad I, I, you know, I came back Found home your here. No, but your sister did like a background check. Oh yeah, <laughs> my, my sister, Mad Dog Margot, yeah. background check everything, oh, yeah. cross reference, all that stuff. Wow! Oh my goodness, yeah. that's insane. So so when I started dating Corey, mind you, we were kids. Yeah, right. And the way I look now, I've looked like this since we met, since we were together. Bald head, goatee, even at 16. Uh-huh. Yeah, except I wore a lot bigger clothes back then, right? You look like a cholo? Uh, <laughs> some people might think so. More like a tagger. Yeah, more like a tagger. But um, <laughs> anyhow, so going to her dad's, going to her parents' house for dinner, her dad would just keep poking at me. The whole dip, just making fun of me, Mexican jokes at the at the dinner table. Trying to get a rise out of me, wow. you know? And it worked because I remember I would tell Corey, I'm like, one of these days, I'm going to pop your dad, you know? <laughs> and I was like, you ain't going to do nothing. You ain't going to do nothing to my dad. My dad didn't know that he's not even Mexican, so all those jokes didn't mean anything to him. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's Salvi. My mom's from El Salvador. My dad's from Chile. So, you know, those jokes didn't anything to me at all. But I just eventually started coming back with, like, white jokes. You know, so we would go at it at the table. But, you know, fast forward, we ended up becoming really close. And now that I have kids, I get it. Like, you don't want some fool at your house trying to date your daughter at 16 years old. You know yes. what I mean? So, no, I totally get it. But, yeah, man, I got I got the the full uh, background check, too, mm-hmm. at our house. But uh, I, love, I love her dad. Her dad's uh, probably the most prominent male figure I've ever had in my whole life. Mm-hmm. It's her dad. And just... Old school. I think with subconsciously, I was attracted to to what their relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Corey's parents have been together. Uh, her dad was a cradle robber for sure. That's back when like when, <laughs> it was okay to like date. That when it was okay to, to be a, a pedophile. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's <A> pedoph- terrible. <laughs> he was like 21, and his her mom was like 15. Wow. And that was normal back then. Back then it was normal. Yeah, because yeah, they normal. met in the 60s. Yeah, you know what I mean. But, hey, he's been with her ever since. Right. You know, so they've been married like 44 years or something, right? Mm-hmm. Something yeah, their like anniversary is coming up yeah, this so month. When's their anniversary? Uh, June 16th. Oh, oh anniversary is wow. coming up. Yeah, oh, June, happy early June anniversary. 9th. Yeah. Nice. How many years again? 15, 16? 15. 15. Wow. I love that. I love love stories. They're the best. <laughs> well, uh switching things up a little bit. So we're talking about being a minorities, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Silver Realty is recognized as a minority-owned business. And we know um, you are also a member of the Filipino Alliance Group. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that and your businesses? Yeah, sure. Um, 
speaking in Santa Clarita, obviously I was also a member of the Phil M, uh, Santa Clarita Phil M Associations Group. And then come to find out like Filipinos are one of the biggest minorities here. Wow. Yeah. Like I could totally see that. Well, if you think about it, uh, a lot of people just come here to, to just uh, live and then go to work down in the valley to LA. You won't, you won't see too many of the Filipinos around here out and about unless you go to church mm-hmm. or there's a food event. <laughs> and then you see the Filipinos are all out full force, mm-hmm. right? So being part of it's it's great because you want to to show people out there that you know you're, you're represented, you're representing this culture, mm-hmm. and I could represent multiple um, um, minorities, mm-hmm. right? Uh, my background is Chinese Filipino, and but I'm also raised here in in the United States. There's a new show in um, in Disney called ABC. Mm-hmm. Right, American born Chinese. That was that was really what we were called. Back we just started watching it. We just yeah. started watching. So we're, it. we're really only on, we're only uh, d- episode one in. Yeah, I was telling AJ, I'm like, this is what I was called. I was called ABC back then, you know. But now it's just normal. Mm-hmm. I'll go AJ. ABC means pretty much almost, always be closing. That's what that's what you're doing. <laughs> that's, that's what we're right. trying to do in business. Mm-hmm. Always trying to close. But it's good that we're representing. And one of our businesses for the last 14 years, I'm a co-owner of a home health agency. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, we, we help the community as well at that too. Our um, during during COVID, Margot uh, was was also uh, owner of her her business, right? Representing the Filipinos with her delicacies of food and cooking, but she was also part of uh, with another partners of ours of ours in local in Santa Clarita is a Sabardi Solutions, which is a disinfecting company. We're mm-hmm. providing PPE, PPEs to like skilled nursing and all that. Oh, that's it had, awesome. And also UV lights for like skilled nursing, hospitals, whatnot. Our, our passion right now is to make sure our families are represented well. Mm-hmm. Also with uh, their, fi- their finances. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in the financial services business. Um, I was brought into that business in early 2000s, but I was young. I had no clue what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Now that we, had a fa- we have a family, I started venturing out to like, how do we protect our families financially for the future? How to protect our assets? So that's what we do. We do asset protection, asset preservation, and generational wealth. And by doing that, um, Margo and I, because that we started doing early retirement for the kids and our college fund. College fund, yeah. That's, that's awesome. how we really became. But we want to, especially with Filipino families, a lot of them are not as educated. Most, if you think about Filipinos, what they call OFWs, over overseas foreign workers, mm-hmm. that's the term. And I told people, I'll go, if you see a Filipino there working really hard, his soul, his or her sole purpose is, if they're coming from another country, is to solely just work, make that money, and send it home to their family. To take care of their yes. family. That's it. But that's all they know. They didn't know there's other ways mm-hmm. to make money, to preserve money, to, to pass it on. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's really passionate for. I mean, you could you could hear yeah, it from my yes. voice for sure, right? Because m- my mother was and and Margot's mother always drilled this into. Again, it goes back to the mothers, right. the backbone, right? They're drilling it to us like, hey, you don't want to depend on anybody else. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be. You know, unfortunately, some people have to have GoFundMe and everything, but why wait till that that point? Right. And representing the, our culture because we're uh, obviously right, Joe Coy. He goes, oh, if, you're, if I do a joke, if I pass out here, I'm good because there's a lot of nurses here. 
right? <laughs> <laughs> because most of the Filipinos are in the healthcare. Sure. Right. And and to be honest, I have I have no healthcare background. I just do the business of healthcare. Mm-hmm. But now I want to also help them in their financial health, mm-hmm. right? And being a Filipino, man, it's just at first we weren't really like with our pride, but we start we want to nurture that. Yes. And then and give it to the kids. Mm-hmm. The kids, this is who you are. This is what you guys are. Like, you can't deny it. You look in the mirror, that's who you are. Yes. Right? But now, it just depends on what knowledge that you carry with you. We always say to, our, you know, Margo and I agree. And I don't know if you guys will agree and align to this. But I said, you know, most of the learning starts when you get home. Mm-hmm. School's great. But a lot of it's here. Yes. And a lot of it's outside in the outside world. So… We're happy to be part of it. So I think recently the business commerce has started here in Santa Clarita an API, mm-hmm. the Asian Pacific Islander uh, section of it with businesses. So very excited. It just started this year. Oh, that's awesome. It just started this year. It definitely got to let us know about an event. Um, one of us will make it. You know what I mean? So like, because everybody, we all have events for these right. groups, right? Right. So right. that way we can show support as well. Right. What, what I love about both Filipino Chinese community is they understand you guys understand the value of home ownership. Oh, because definitely. I can tell you, I, we, we also have, you know, Filipino clients and you get the good job. As soon as you get the good job, you get the house. Right. That's it. Boom. That's the steps. Right. Yes. And, and, um, you know, in, in the Spanish culture, there was the disconnect somehow, uh, there's a still a, a a huge gap of home ownership in the Spanish community. Right. Right. right? And, um, you know, I, I wish I could make a bigger dent there. My problem is I don't speak fluent Spanish. And if, if you try to work with a Spanish family that Spanish is a first language and you don't speak Spanish, mm-hmm. they don't trust you. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a real thing. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I do my best there. Um, we'll see what happens there, but definitely the, I think that specific community needs a little help becoming more, you know, into home ownership because definitely make the best renters, lifelong renters without buying property. But we're starting to see more and more the younger generation. I'm seeing it now. Yeah. The 30 year olds in, in the Latino community there, they've learned, I think from their parents' mistakes and they're starting to buy houses left and right. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. I, I, it's the first step. I tell everybody, you're not even in the game yet until you own a house. Like, mm-hmm. You'll never know what wealth is ever right. until you own a house. Like that's how people build their wealth is through real estate. Right. Mm-hmm. And go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't want to. Oh, no, no. And, and, and we always had this conversation. And that's why I always wanted to uh, hook up and network with both of you guys because we, we go in hand in hand. We love, although I'm, Chris mentioned that I'm always looking at real estate. I am no way in the business of real estate. I just like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I always show Margo, hey, check out this kitchen. Hey, look at this. We need to do this. <laughs> hey, look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I always talk to my friends about that too. But I always incorporate like, hey, it's great that we have this, but you're a business owner. You're a homeowner. But you also need to protect that asset. Yes. I go, but more importantly, what the most uh, important asset that needs to be protected is your income. Right? What happens if you can't work? What happens yes. if you can't do this? How are you going to pay for that mortgage? How are you going to pay for your kid's school? How are you going to pay for your car, credit card debt, or whatnot? So that's, we almost got put into that position. And that's, that was a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. Um, Margot mentioned about surgeries. <laughs> Basketball, not jujitsu. So I had three <laughs> knee surgeries, and I'm sitting on the couch, and I told Margot, I'm like, what the heck am I going to do? 
if I was like full blown, like I can't go out, I need to be seen. Like what business or thing that or service that we can do? Because mm-hmm. my current business, I have to show up. Yes. Or else the client forgets me. Mm-hmm. Good thing now that we have Zoom. But I said, hey, we need one. That's that's something that could protect that. Two, we need a business that can help people out. So what we do with our business is help that, you know, help protect your asset or just be knowledgeable what you can do. I feel like you guys can give so much knowledge to people, be a great resource. And like I said earlier, Chris and I, we have to really sit down and yeah. go over our stuff too. Yeah, I saw that look we'll from Chris's from face. He's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. Well, Sol made a no. comment and she said, let me know I'm here to help. And I think she's saying that about speaking Spanish. Yeah. So you know what? I will so, have to talk to Sol. You're going to have to talk to Sol because that girl, she's fluent. Hey, so I'm going to reach out to you too because <laughs> our housekeeper, I keep telling her. What? Our help, house, you, help you learn how to speak Spanish? Well, that she she's she she knows I was, we're, we're also doing the, our business. And mm-hmm. she she asked Margo, hey, what do you guys do? Because I, I see your husband like working away there. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to sit down with her family, but she has, doesn't speak that much English. Oh, okay. So we'll have to get you in contact yeah. with Sol. So, well, speaking of real estate and you being a lover of real estate, you also own a penthouse in Makati. And that's in the national capital region of the Philippines. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? We have video of your penthouse. You do. We do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, She's like, you do? What'd you do? Break into the place? Do you, Mar, <laughs> do you want to speak about it? Because I've been speaking or? Yeah, you go ahead, Margo. Well, tell we us about it. acquired a property in the Philippines. I, my, my whole family, well, not my whole family, but my mom and my two brothers are in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I come from a big family and a lot of them are scattered all around the world mm-hmm. but um but most of the time we're in the philippines when we do travel because that's where family is but um we've had this unit for a couple of years now but every time we went home it's um i we, we would stay in my mom's house mm-hmm. but then this this last year we decided to stay in this unit because it was just con- convenient for the kids because mm-hmm. there's a mall across the street and um, there's like restaurants downstairs. Oh, how cool! It's so, beautiful. Yeah, and it's it's in the heart of the city, so every everything was just there. Like the the groceries and all the other shops are there, so it's just perfect. So when you go there, it's home. How long yeah. do you normally stay when you go? I stay usually for a month because nice. it's a long travel time. But mm-hmm. of course, I'm more comfortable in my mom's house because since I've I grew up there and. It's the old, the first year that I stayed there for the longest since we we got the unit. That's awesome. Do Raph you know- loved it. Like he fell in love with it. We 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 were deciding on selling it because he. It's the first time he saw it when we we went back home, and once he saw it, he's like, well, "No, we're not selling this." So, do you normally Airbnb it or rent it out, or does it just sit there and wait for you? We were renting it out, and you know until. We also had friends that were transitioning from the U.S. to the Philippines. Okay. And they didn't have a place to stay. So I said, hey, just stay, stay in our place. You know, I'll hook you up. Mm-hmm. And then we were going home for, for Christmas. And then, as, like, literally, as soon as… That was, not, that was not me in the video, by the way. You could hear the video guys huffing and puffing. That's not me. <laughs> I'm like… Nobody heard him huffing and could, puffing. I'm listening to this. I'm like, Now I need to watch it again. <laughs> he's, he's having trouble. Anyway… <laughs> Um, the same thing. We opened the door and I just saw the view of the skyline, the Makati skyline. Mm-hmm. And I and I looked at Margot because we thought, you remember I was telling Chris, I'm like, hey, 
I want this house in Stevenson Ranch. I think I could free up some funds. I'm going to sell the condo in the Philippines. And then you went there and you're like, nope. Absolutely and I looked not. at it. I'm like, nope, there's not, we're not selling this because it's like a 1,500 square feet, two story. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we're at the top. That felt bigger than 1,500. Well, because yeah. of the high ceilings. Yeah, it's right. so nice. And when you go, like literally, when you go downstairs, it, you're in the bubble. So it's in a place called Power Plant. And that used to be an actual power plant. And they turned into a mall, high-end restaurants, this and that. To get in there, there's no public transportation that can get in there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, mm. only maybe taxis, but no buses or anything. No buses. And when you go down, there's guards everywhere. Because the people who live in that area, you got some you know, celebrities. You got uh, um, uh, some diplomats. Yes. Going These are the people that would rent in our, in our unit. And I told Margo, I'm like, hey, we could actually walk around and feel safe here. Not like LA mm. where you could actually wear your earrings or whatever watch you want. You're not going to get robbed here. <laughs> You're yeah. not going to get robbed here walking around to the point where the feeling that we were felt good and safe. I told Margo we're not selling this place. So do, are you renting that now? Is it rented or are no. you, do you rent to friends and family? What's, what's the situation? For people like, like our friends or family, her brother already like used it. Like, yeah, Hey, I'm, I'm coming in from Thailand. Can, uh, I have some friends. I'm going to meet at the dinner. Can I stay over your place? Her mom has the key to our place. So let's amend. Her mom will have the, the maids and, and people will come and clean our, our condo. But after that, I was telling Margo, I'm like, I don't want anybody else living here. It'd be nice. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, I don't want that, man. I'm like, right. oh, not. So you you told me too that you can get around. Um, let's say the zombie apocalypse happened, right? Yeah, you can you can get to the mall from the parking lot, right? You never actually have to be on the main street to get to the mall. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, we it's know like, where we're going if the world it's, ends. It's like uh, <laughs> how are you gonna get there, buddy? <laughs> it's almost like you know how we have the paseos over here. You don't have to hit the the, the, the main street. the main street. So basically, you're coming down our condo. It goes into our parking structure, and you could cut across the street on the underground oh, that's parking so structure. Cool. It goes straight into the mall. So if it's raining, the kids will go there, play, we have dinner, and a lot of our friends and family will meet us at that place because it's a really it's a hub. It's like central place. Yeah. Well, speaking of fun things to do here in Santa Clarita, there's an MB two. And we took the kids the other day. Have you taken the boys there to MB2? There's we like an arcade. A couple parties. Yeah. yeah. The old Mount Asia, right? I mean, what do you guys think of that place? Do you like it? Not really. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. it's. I, I feel like it's so overrated. Yes. I got a little irritated because Chris is like, let's go to this arcade. And he spent 60 bucks, which, okay, 60 bucks. I'm like. Wow, we better be playing here for at least. We went an through hour. it so quick. Yeah, like the kids. Twenty thirty minutes. We're already done with sixty dollars. It's the card, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because the cards are just—they're just swiping the cards like real quick to go play. Yeah, but did you see that takes like ten credits for one game? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, we, we played, got like twenty credits. We played a game and it was twenty credits. I, don't, I forgot <laughs> what which one it was. What's happening right now? And I think they do that on purpose to parents. They make you switch it into this card form. So you mm -hmm. don't know how much you're paying each game. Because right. if I saw how much it was, I'd be like, no, nah, you ain't playing that game. You need to go over here and play Pac-Man the whole time. They don't have <laughs> Pac-Man. I know, but I just feel like if you're going to go to an arcade, there are so many options for kids to do gaming at home now. Like, right. it should be at a like a discounted price to go to the arcade. No, but Why they is know it so expensive? Because you're captive. You're a captive person in that area. You want to make the, oh, I'm already here. And it's not really even the real carding. Like that, they have the, at Silmar. Oh it's yeah, it's the older, beat up. Yeah, we didn't make it outside. We didn't even get to the car. We just went to the arcade. We just did the arcade. But so was, is the rest of the place okay? Is is the mini golf and the 
the cart's okay. My concern was obviously now they're serving alcohol and all that stuff. I'm like, I don't want a bunch of drunk drivers on the track. Oh, they serve alcohol there too? Yeah. Oh, that's not very Yeah, that was on the left side as soon as we got in. But at night, it's popping at night. Really? Because there's a little outside area. People are having fun there. I'm thinking, first thing I thought, I was like, Man, people are gonna crash here if they have. <laughs> so it's like a Dave and Buster's. It's like a Dave and Buster's. You, you know what? You know what? I I was thinking. I was like, we can't bring our kids back here when we were playing the video games. They are programming our kids to like gambling. It is because <laughs> every game is about winning tickets, and they're like wanting to win tickets. They want to get coins, and like they don't even care about playing any games. They just want to play. You know, gambling games. And I was like, yeah, no and more. And then the tickets. You get all these tickets to get some rinky-dink little, like, squishy toy that some you pay. janky-ass toy. Like, five cents for at Walmart. <laughs> well, I'm like, dude, they I spent could just go buy bucks you on, these. They spent yeah. 60 bucks on, on five-cent toys. That's you how s- it is in uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, that's true. Like, they, uh, I was just like, this is this is gambling. <laughs> that's this, exactly what this, it is. We're setting our kids up for gambling. They got to have old-school, like, arcades. Like, I, I wanted to go to arcade, like, what I remember when I was a kid. I didn't care about games. tickets. Nobody cares about tickets. Yeah, no, you got to take them Street to pa- Fighter and Pasadena. They have this like vintage arcade place. I'm gonna have to take them. So there. we're gonna no. have to we should make a day. Well, of we it. have to go there. We're gonna have all these fun dates planned with the yes. <laughs> Another thing that they set up is that claw machine, the infamous claw machine. Oh, oh my god! Start on the claw machine. The claw machine. I'm like they're wasting their, and all I see all these kids lined up. And then the claw, the claw gets it. Yeah. Oh and my god! Drops it right. It gets to the top and shakes it, and it <laughs> falls. Nola would have won the little stuffy at least six times. She loses her mind because she thinks she has it. It's already up, and it's going, and then they sh- it goes right back Every down. Every single time. It's we a saw, scam. We saw this one kid at that last bowling party. Right, he flipped out. Yeah. <laughs> he, his dad's like, "Calm down." The kid was like full blown anxiety. He's like. I go, oh my gosh, this is going to be the future attic. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, you got it. And then AJ goes, can I play this? I'm like, no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> well, we also this past weekend had a good uh, food experience at a Thai food restaurant, which Chris wasn't too happy about. I we, liked it. We had a split experience. Chris was just on one that day. We went to Jasmine's Thai and oh, barbecue. No. You don't like it? No. <laughs> I didn't mean to there. do that out like <laughs> I'm on camera said, too, so oh, it's like no, no, don't go there. And see that plaza, right? Yeah. Only thing you go there for is the boba, and that Japanese cozy tea and Mr. Sushi. So okay. I had, I had, uh, I thought was two <laughs> meals that you can't mess up, which was just vegetable fried rice because that's what the kids will eat, right? Yeah. And then I got pad thai, which I'm not a big chicken pad thai guy. I like to have like beef, right? Yeah. But I got I got chicken, so Corey can have it. Didn't like it at all. And then uh, egg rolls still weren't good. What I didn't like anything that we had on the plate. What did you order? Uh, what did I order? Curry, coconut, something. Some type of, it yes, I got that. I thought it was good. It was all right. And then I got a papaya salad, which he didn't like. Nothing. I didn't like anything on that on that plate. Any anything that I had, I tried it all. <laughs> he was so mad. So we have to find a good Thai spot. There's one right here. Where is it? What street is it? What are you it? talking about? Mom can cook. Mom can cook. Oh, we've had mom can cook. That's that better than really that's good. that. That's the only Thai place you should go go to. Well, there's yeah. there's there's Palm's restaurant, Siam Rice too. That one, yeah. Yes. Two, not one. I two. think he owns one number. Or he owns number one too. But that's that's the one on Bo- is that the one on Bouquet? That's the one on. So, there's one on Bouquet. There's one on Salt. Right there, I saw that. Yeah. Don't so there, that's Jasmine. the one. Mom can cooks on this side where the, the post office is. Siam Rice too is in the where the Arby's is. Have yes, you guys been to, that's been I, there forever. Have you guys been to Wangku 
Aunt Soledad and um, I think it's Chinese food. Wang Hu? Uh, no, just kidding. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I think it's Wang Hu, something yeah. like that. Oh, okay. It's on Soledad and Sand Canyon. Never it's a little shopping center there. I've never heard of it. It's decent. I've eaten there. Anytime I'm on that side of town, I, I go in there and grab some food. Man, there used to be a good Chinese restaurant um, where Masa Ramen used to be, or Eleven, uh, by the Tilly's over here at the Valencia. She was good, good Chinese food, man. But she was like the soup Nazi from Seinfeld. Oh, mean! <laughs> but the food was good. Food was good, but like, oh, so you had to go in there just. To I get just it. go in there. I just look down. I was just intimidating. Like, <laughs> Don't look her in the eye. Yeah, and that's how it was at Caruso's. Remember, they were kind of like rude, but the food was so good. Oh, and so if, if you're gonna go into a Japanese like ramen, the masa is good. Yeah. The owners are Japanese, yeah. and the umaichi. Umaichi is on Soledad. Uh, yes, I'm Soledad. No, on um, Bokeh. Bokeh by the Goodwill. But yeah, the Masa Ramen is, is next to that where the old Chinese restaurant is. Now it's called Love and Donuts, but Masa is right here. It's across from Tilly's. And that one server's mean too. That server's mean, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's mean, but like, oh, no, no, no lunch special right now. You have to eat all right here. I'll go, I can't take it and go. No, you have to eat it all right here. Why? Because that, that's how spe- that's that's how special the special was because it's <laughs> that um, inexpensive. Because if you're done, people would have been just eating it and taking it off. Uh, but the problem is there's only like four tables in there. Yeah. She didn't figure true. it out, huh? <laughs> Not very business savvy. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, you went in there. I, again, I went in there with my head down. I'm like, you're going to make me pick up food there? That mean girl's there. <laughs> She's like, you do jujitsu. I'm like, yeah, but. Oh, my God. Can I tell you I hate picking up food? With the passion. I don't Chris want ever want to do it. always gets it wrong. Don't ever send him to pick up food. Well, no, I let Margo see, order. That's why. Oh, it's going to be missing did you hear, something. Did you hear what happened? So, do I make the food? No. Do I order the food? No. My job is to pick up the food. <laughs> I give right? him the order so he can make sure it's all in there. You just all have to check in there. They got like there. eight boxes, right? There's like eight boxes. She wants me to open every single box. No, order? I don't want you to open every single box. I want you to be like... Did this come in it? Is I this do. here? Of course I do. And then or, never or fails. He'll, or it he'll forget never, the piña. It like never, gets Mexican ever food. fails. <laughs> Was it wrong? The one that you ordered last time we ate? No. Over at North Hollywood? No. Oh, I see. You're good. But it never, ever fails that the only... She's the one who who's makes the order. Everybody's meals there, except there's always something wrong with hers. Always. <laughs> Every always. single time. Every now and then it's the kids too. And I'm like... And nobody appreciates that I just drove around halfway across town to no, pick them up No, we food. always tell you, uh, we appreciate you going, but it's wrong. <laughs> you have one job to do. Did you hear the but in there? <laughs> yeah. what, but. what do they say when you say but? Everything they said before that doesn't mean anything. So that's that's why I refuse to pick up food. I'm like, you guys pick up food. I'm good. That's why I make food. <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys I know Uber what's going to, huh? Do you guys Uber eat? No. 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 It's kind of weird. That's like, too expensive, too. Yeah. I don't. I don't want someone else touching my food. Put it in their in their dirty, dirty car. Car yeah. probably smoke in there. My food tastes like cigarettes now. Nah, I can't. They probably put their 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 feet on the dashboard. Corey loves that. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> so gross. Yeah, we yeah. always see that. Oh my gosh. Well, switching things up to real estate, we're gonna get some real estate in here right toward the end of our show because I know Margot's got some places to be. But Chris had a big open house uh, for Arminta in North Hollywood over the weekend, right? And um, we have a, a video for the listing we're going to play right now. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about this listing? Sure. So we did come out on a holiday weekend. Yes. Which is not always advised, but it, the house was ready. 
So this is a, a three bedroom, one bathroom house with, if you could see here, it has a detached condo and it also has room for another potential ADU. So that's what everybody's doing in the Valley. Everybody is doing the detached garage, changing that into additional dwelling unit. And if you have enough room, they even make a JADU, like a junior dwelling unit. So they're making this one unit into three, right? And then rent, living in one and renting out two. So that's who's going to buy this place. All the neighbors have this going on. Who's that guy? Um, <laughs> this family's owned the property since 1962. Yes. Wow. The same guy lives there right now. I'm going to be there tonight it showing the property at five. He takes such good care of it. They've raised three generations through this house. He has great grandkids now. Yes. It's like for me, that gives that makes my heart warm. And I personally know his granddaughter. So it's... I mean, I've been to that house when I was a kid. So oh. this is a special home for their family. It's hard, you know, when families like are selling a home. So it's difficult. You know, it's a challenging and emotional time because their family was raised there. Um, but he's starting a new chapter. So um, great opportunity there. This home, it's got a lot of love in it. And they could add a lot to it as well. I'm excited for it. I'm actually, I have, I'm driving out there today. Mm -hmm. So our seller is on an oxygen tank. So he can't easily leave the house. He has to really be there for the showings. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going out there to make sure that I'm supervising the showing because you never want an agent talking to your client because they're going to be getting all kinds all of good information details. out of you. Yeah. And you're losing money. Every word that you say, you're losing money. Right. Because you're, right. you're giving them ammo, right, to use on their offer. So I, I never like to have my clients there when, when we're showing their house or I have to be there. So I'm taking all the questions. Right. They're not taking any questions. So I'll, I'll be there tonight at five to show that one. Well, you too. We know that you have places to be. You have businesses to run and kids to pick up and lots of things to do. We wanted to say thank you so much, Margo and Raf, for joining us here on R&R today. It's been such a pleasure spending the morning with you and getting to know you a little bit more. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. We want you to come back again, if sure. that's okay. Um, give you a little bit of a break because I know it's a lot and you guys have a lot of things going on. So thank you so much for having for coming here on the show with us. And that is going to be our show for today. Uh, did you want to say anything? Thing before we go, like uh, to all of all the guests that you had joined, because I know oh, you had yes, some yes. friends. Thank come you, on. thank you to our guests. First, first and foremost, thank you to Chris and Corey for having us on and um, just getting to know us. And thank you to who's I, I don't know who's logging on, but I know I sent it to a lot of our our friends, our families that are and the other agents of uh, Freedom Equity Group and all of our our partners and senior partners. So um, yeah, well, we're excited to come back and. This was fun. I know we could have gone gone more. Absolutely. And yeah, definitely. Well, you can always catch up with us um, and the show. If for your friends who didn't get to catch us here live, they could always watch the show back, right, on all of our streaming platforms. Um, and you could always catch up with our show here. So that is going to be our show for today. Thank you for hanging out with us here on R&R Relationships and Real Estate. Be sure to catch us here weekly on Facebook Live. I know we've been moving around a little bit. Um, every Wednesday at noon. And listen anytime you want. You can always download full episodes on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. We are your hosts, Corey and Chris Silva. And um, we're signing off now with Margo and uh, Raph Yao. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Thank you.